This is the NFL Play Football Podcast, and I'm Jeff Fisher of High School Football America. The NFL celebrates youth and high school football year-round through camps, activities, NFL flag, and tackle leagues. The Play Football Initiative provides a fun and engaging experience for players of all ages and skill levels, equipping young people with key life skills that are building blocks to success on and off the field. The journey across America, talking to the uh, 2022 NFL High School Coaches of the Year winners goes to Southern California. And we've got the uh, Los Angeles Rams Coach of the Year on the line, Matt Castaneda from Diamond Bar High School. Man, what a turnaround for Matt in his first year with the Brahmas. And by the way, I love that nickname. Uh, five and seven the year before this past season, 12 and two. They make it to the CIF Southern Section Division Nine Championship game. They finish runner up there. And he's on the line right now to talk about the turnaround. And I did see he's got a big coaching background in the family here. So that's probably going to be the first question. But thanks for taking the time to join us, coach. Oh, thank you. Pleasure's all mine. Yeah, I, I, I read one of the stories when you got uh, hired uh, at Diamond Bar that uh, you, you, you've you got some lineage. I think it goes all the way back to World War II. So my first question is going to be, uh, why is high school football coaching in the blood? You know, I, I wish I knew, honestly. Um, as long as I can remember, football's been a part of our life. Uh, my dad was a high school coach and, uh, you know, several, several uh, places along SoCal. And then my grandfather played in uh, one of the Biggle rivalries um, over here in East L.A. Classic at Garfield High School. Mm-hmm. And then uh, his dad, my great-grandfather, was up in San Marcos and played over there. And then eventually after World War II came back down and settled over here in East Los Angeles. So uh, football's just been a part of our blood. I really don't know anything else but football. Um, football wasn't something I, I definitely you know was introduced to. I just can as long as I can remember going back. I We had a football in our hands. We watched football. We coached football. And it's been something that I guess our whole family has kind of been around. My grandpa still comes every single game that um, I played in and now coaching. So he was at our game in our finals uh, a few weeks back. So um, it's in the blood, and it's something I really enjoy. Oh, that's that's beautiful. What what um, What's the best advice they've given you? And you can take it from your great-grandfather to your grandfather, however you want to do it, your father. Uh, what What's some of the advice that's made you the coach that you are right now? Oof, that's a, that's a great question. You know, there's so many things said over the years, so many different pieces of advice you, you take. You know, it's like a, a a bag full of tricks. You just you soak it all up like a sponge. You hear what they say, but um, more than anything, you know, I mean, um, you know, I'm a teacher and a coach, and a lot of people have lived some pretty hard lives. You know, my great grandfather coming out of World War II and a whole different era of people, and um, you know, just perspective. I guess the biggest thing is have perspective and just be yourself. You know, I think uh, for the most part, you know, it's a game. Football's a game, and we're blessed to play it and there's a lot of people unfortunate around the world and have lived in different periods of our uh, history that have dealt with a lot more difficult things than playing football and so um, you know our base point of what I think and how I operate as a coach is more or less training for life and preparing for life and um, you know football football is a blessing and be able to coach and to play and so I come in that angle um, at the same time hey I mean we're a hard-nosed family and kind of old school football and so you run the ball if your kids don't want to stop and, and, and make plays they're going to play free. If your kids are going to want to tackle, they're going to tackle. And if you need to win the game, you're going to run the ball. And so, um, you know, it's a, a definitely unique mindset. And having that lineage back in our family for so long is just uh, so unique for us. You know, I have my grandfather's picture of him playing over at Garfield in his helmet from, I think, the, gosh, early 60s. And um, I have that hanging up in my office. And so and my dad playing over as well and my brother playing. And so, you know, it's just a, a unique culmination of just thoughts and ideas and mindsets that I've kind of um, I take with me every single day. You know, every single day I show up to coach and teach. 
I love the way you put that together. That is so cool. Matt Castaneda is on the line on the NFL Play Football podcast. He is the Rams Coach of the Year. Turned it around in one year. Uh, made it to the uh, division finals in the southern section, the CIF. For people not familiar, the CIF southern section, uh, that's the that's full of heavyweights right there. For the for the teams that you all know from the modern days and the Bosco's right on down through, you win a southern section title, you're doing something there. And you came oh so close this year. Uh, Matt, I, I, I understand uh, that you, you you know what happens when football can be taken away from you. I guess uh, you were injured uh, there at Whittier College. I guess you were a starting quarterback there, and an injury kind of got you into the coaching profession. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, um, you know, coming out of high school, I was, you know, a, a pretty decent quarterback, but at five foot seven, five foot eight, you're not getting too many opportunities to play beyond, you know, uh, high school. And so I had good numbers and, you know, had some pretty good accolades. And, uh, I ended up playing at Whittier College uh, freshman year. Um, I spotted in, played in uh, several games, um, and then my sophomore year was a starter and had a pretty good run those first three or four games. And then right up against Chapman University, um, rolling out, got uh, a really bad hit to the shoulder. And um, I think it was like a grade four AC sprain, AC joint uh, joint sprain. Um, So I dislocated my arm, did a few things bad to it. And it was just really, really... uh, um, you know, a difficult injury to take when you're throwing, sol- throwing sol- shoulder. And so I stepped away, you know, that game, I was done for the season. And uh, my dad was a high school coach at the time already. So he was coaching. And um, during the weekends, I would go on to go to his game on Friday nights, go help out on the sidelines, put on a headset. And so I was ready kind of one foot in, one foot out of playing. And um, once I got hurt, I already knew what I wanted to do and knew what I wanted to be about. And so, um, you know, it, it's a different aspect when you're playing in high school. And then to go playing at college on Saturdays and you're, you know, you're, you're uh, practicing six days a week. And there's just a lot more going into what you do at the collegiate level, even, even at division three. And so playing in the sky act was a uh, definitely a blessing and, and gave me a, a, you know, a much broader scope of the football and the game itself. But uh, once I was done playing, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And it kind of just cards fell into place. And so the minute I stopped playing, I had a chance to come back my junior year and become the starter again and start practicing spring ball, which I did for about two weeks. And then, my shoulder was just, just not feeling it. I, I just kind of felt tired of playing. I said, you know what? I know where I want to go, what I want to do. And so, um, yeah, I know what it's like to kind of end the game and leave it alone. At the same time, there was this itch and this, um, um, you know, really big idea of myself to be on the sidelines. And so it's a totally different aspect than playing, obviously, but it's just something totally different, almost like playing chess in a sense. You know, you get a yeah. chance to, to do so many different things. And so I fell in love with the game from early on. And the minute I got hurt, you know, I realized, hey, okay, this is done. Now it's time for me to take the next step and get into teaching and, and get a load of um, you know of high school football. Yeah, and then you got that other stuff percolating in your blood from all your, your relatives yeah, exactly. there. <laughs> Helped you out know, a lot like, too. What, what was, yeah, what was the plan behind it? I didn't have a plan. It just kind of came together. You know, I really didn't plan. Hey, this is what I'm going to do. It just. One thing led to another, and before I know, boom, here I am in, the, in this in this role. You know? Oh, yeah, that, so. that's that's the way those things happen. And now you're the Rams coach of the year. You're joining us here on the NFL Play Football podcast, talking about that. And I've mentioned since we started rolling tape here, although there's no tape anymore in 2022, that the digital thing does it all the time now. But I, I mentioned the great turnaround, your first year at Diamond Bar. Um, you know, great success. I mean, what uh, plus seven on the wins? You get to the state, the uh, the the section uh, division nine championship game what were some of the things you did once you were hired that kind of set the tone for the success you had this year you know i got hired uh, i want to say late january so about a year ago um to the date 
And I just had one meeting with the boys in the weight room, or excuse me, the library, and uh, met with the parents that night in a kind of a community event. And it was just uh, those those quick, easy words of, hey, change is difficult. Change is going to be tough. But if you guys stick with me and you believe what we do, believe in the system we're going to implement, and you know, I think we'll come out on top. And uh, the biggest thing for me was just these boys were such a sponge. You know, there were such good kids here in this program and in this school, in this community, uh, such great kids. You know, I don't have kids missing from school for X, Y, and Z reasons. I have kids that are in AP classes, honors classes. I have kids that are doing so much extracurricular within the school. Um, they're just such great kids. And so the minute I met them, I knew I had something, you know, something to work with. And um, they're such a good senior group of kids that I had. And so it just was them trusting in me. You know, we started right away with our uh, off-season workouts. Um, I didn't come on campus until August. So mm-hmm. everything I had to do was all after school um, or, you know, on the weekend on Saturday morning. So we started about, I want to say late February, and we just did small workouts here or there, implemented our spread system, implemented our defense, and then uh, the boys just started playing ball. And, you know, there were some moments where there were some, you know, trial and error here or there and some real big teaching moments. Um, But for the most part, you know, these kids came in with such a blank slate for me that I was able to kind of mold and shape them how I wanted them to play. And, you know, um, the unique thing this year was I coached both the varsity and the junior varsity team this year. Oh, wow. So on Thursdays, on Thursdays, I was doing pregame and walkthrough for our players, um, for our varsity team, and then, boom, load up the bus, take the JV players. So I coached a total of seven games, went five and two. But some of my best days, I mean, were on Thursdays when I was able to take this freshman group and just give them everything I want to do on a Friday night on a Thursday. And we had some great games. We did some great things. We won a league title with them. And um, they just really soaked it up as well. And so for me, you know, it was just more about um, them taking in, taking ownership of, of uh, what they do on the field. Um, you know, Dime Bar has a rich history of um, athletics here from basketball, wrestling, baseball, and football. And uh, we've had several players play in the NFL, numerous Division One players, a few guys play for the Super Bowl. And so um, it was a matter of just restoring the tradition. And that was my goal was to restore the tradition, bring this place back to, re- uh, to relevance. And, um, you know, it really was the ADs, or two of our ADs, I think just two of the most um, um, great people I've worked for ever, um, have really just been right behind me along with our principal and assistant principals and our great little coordinators. They were just all on board. They just say, hey, Matt, we're going to get out of your way. Do what you do. Nobody told me what to do. Nobody told me when I when I couldn't practice. Nobody reviewed my practice plan. Nobody did anything. They said, hey, we're going to give you the keys and run with it and let's just watch you work. And so... Um, that was really the big key for me was being able to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to. And it was nothing egregious, something crazy. It was just, mm-hmm. hey, we practiced an hour and a half, practice an hour and a half. We implement our system. We're moving. And some people, alumni came out and watched our practice and like, wow, this is different than what we've seen these past few years. And, um, you know, it speaks for itself what we were able to put together this year and go to the finals in year one. But uh, really a lot of it comes from just the boys themselves. They were so eager and hungry to have a good year. And at the end of the year, you know, we lose the game in the finals. We become seven points short. We had a chance at the end of the game, and to get all the way there in year one and to lose, I mean, I remember I, I had such a disdained look on my face and, and such a <laughs> uh, kind of a sick stomach for a few moments there at the end of the game, and I looked over at our boys, and some boys had tears, some boys were sad, but at the end of the game, a few boys hugged me and said, Coach, all we wanted was a good year. You know, all we wanted was to do better than the past few years, have a good experience, and um, and for the admin, the admin walked up and said, Coach, all we wanted was to be relevant again. All we wanted was to bring back tradition and to see – the school and the sidelines packed the way they were and to see the, the amount of tradition we've restored, the amount of alumni support, I mean, was just absolutely insane this year. So, I mean, yeah, we didn't win on the field and, you know, it's still, 
it'll eat me up to the day I pass away for sure to lose <laughs> that game um, as a coach, as a competitor. Obviously, you want to win every game, but uh, you know, to get to this point and to do what we did, a lot of it just comes back to the boys believing in you know what I say and them trusting me and then trusting what I do. You know, uh, all the time. I mean you got to look yourself in the mirror every night and believe in what you say, you know, and so it's constantly, you know, just uh, making myself believe in what I do. And then hopefully that resonates with them and they believe what I say and they just take it and run with it on the game. Yeah. I've done thousands of these through the decades. And uh, I, I think uh, if I have a coach on that's uh, 100 wins and three losses, the only ones that'll remember are the three <laughs> losses. So you're in yeah. some familiar territory there. Uh, we're talking with Matt Castaneda. He is the uh, Diamond Bar coach, the Rams coach of the year. I'd love to be able to have you get every name of every player into the podcast now, but that's not humanly possible, obviously. But I yeah. do want to get some names in there for you. T- tell us a little bit about the size of your program and then maybe Give us some of your captains or guys you feel did a great job on on the off the field for you to get to the finals this year. Yeah, so um, the varsity team we ran with about fifty-five to sixty players dressed. You know, every Friday night of those fifty-five to sixty, we had about um, anywhere from gosh, probably thirty sophomores that would play both Thursdays and Fridays, um, and then we had about thirty-five to forty freshmen. So the numbers, you know, over a hundred, less than one hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty in the total program. Um, numbers are growing, so that was a uh, positive. And, you know, in SoCal, there's a lot of teams that are losing the three levels and going to two levels, whether it be a Frost and Soft team or just a JV-only team. But we're very thankful to still hold all three levels and still be able to, um, you know, compete for three games per week, you know, which is really good for the development of the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, at the varsity level, we had um, some really, really outstanding players. We had uh, two players actually earned SoCal Players of the Week by the um, newspaper group over here in Los Angeles and the entire SoCal area. That was Maddox Bernardino a wide receiver uh, DB for us who was all area and uh, had a really good year last year. And uh, this year, again, I mean, no exception. He really just, he really evolved playing both sides of the ball this year. Um, you know, he was our league MVP. Um, he won, I think three games for us in the last drive of the game. So in two minute offense, we beat uh, Esperanza last second, last play of the game, you know, on a post. And then same thing against San Dimas in the uh, semifinals to go to the finals. Um, I think 20 seconds left in the game, backside post, same thing to him. Um, he's a guy, he's kind of um, in between right now. He has a few D2 offers. He was kind of sitting on a preferred walk-on spot. Um, great kid, even better individual. Um, so he was a, a wonderful, wonderful player to have. And then uh, Luke Moe, uh, offensive lineman and defensive end for us. Another kid who got offers Division Two, Western Colorado. Um, just solid individual, just a wonderful, wonderful young man to coach. But also, I mean, just such grit on the field, the kind of old-school football that you need to have on your team. And he really anchored that offensive line for us with his attitude and tenacity. I mean, he's about 6'2", 6'3", 250. But, I mean, he was just had a motor on him and just played so strong. He was one of our captains. And then um, one of my favorite, I think, I, I mean, can't have favorite players. You shouldn't have favorite players. One of my favorite <laughs> stories of the year, storylines, is, is definitely Isaiah Young. You know, he's about all 5'6", or 5'5", five, five, you know. And, I mean, he was just a workhorse. He rushed over 2,300 yards this season, I think about 30 touchdowns. Um, he led the area in rushing, and um, he's one of the top in SoCal, one of the top in California for total rushing yards and touchdowns. And, you know, he didn't play last year. He was a guy that kind of sat around, didn't get too much playing time, maybe had less than eight carries in the entire season last year. And we graduated uh, uh, last year, the first year, but they graduated a uh, running back. And here comes in this kid. He was five foot five, five foot four. And they're like, hey, you know, it's the tailback. And, you know, he really carried us. I mean, the line really opened up some holes, but, I mean, he ran so hard. He was the offensive MVP for our, our league. He was the all-area running back first team for our area in the San Gabriel area, and uh, he'll end up being probably all-CIF, hopefully all-state. He was still Cal Player of the Week as well, and he was also um, 
Cal High Sports uh, California Player of the Week uh, back in the playoffs. I mean, he rushed for just an incredible number of yards. So such a great kid. And again, you want to name every single player. I had a few more kids. Matt Galvan is only a sophomore. He really anchored our defense for us. Um, Nolan Kim, Jake Rake, two linemen that are juniors coming back, returners that are both 6'3", all area, all league, that I'm really excited about. And then a sophomore QB who came in when our, our starting QB gets hurt, game uh, opening uh, drive of game two, and he breaks his ankle in two places. Mm. So he's done for the year. So a sophomore comes in. Um, who played sparingly freshman year, and he took us. I think I think we went uh, eight and one with him, and um, you know he just uh, him and uh, uh, split the time with Abram Mejia, a junior QB as well. So both of them split eight and one, and they just both did a great job uh, of bringing the team together. And then the senior QB came back game number eleven, first round of playoffs, and was healthy and got to the final. So uh, just an incredible group of kids that were able to play for us and do their thing and just. Um, play so selfless you know we had such a selfless team guys filled in on special teams and guys just did what they needed um to do all year long you know so great group of kids um obviously you know a group of kids that i'll remember forever you know going all the way to the finals but uh if i could i'd go back and coach them all over again such a, a tremendous group of boys i'd love to have again you know I, I love it and you said you were a little size challenge so i guess you knew what to do with that five four five five tailback there yeah well it made it easy they're line six two and six three you know what i mean so he he was able to fill those gaps and you know he's making a guy miss one or two in the hole that's what we say hey we'll give you a hole but you got to make one or two guys miss you know what i mean if it's a back or safety you get past the first level and you got to make a guy miss and then that's what he was able to do to make him special so no doubt no doubt and and you know your name's on this award obviously you've mentioned how the administration played a role with your ad's and all that Uh, the players obviously help you get this award but you know the staff the guys that are there you're the ceo of of, of this organization right and and you've got some guys so let's get some guys in by name there some guys that made made a difference for you and, and made the turnout turnaround possible yeah you know we have a very small staff we only carried uh five coaches total um, so really small staff, and that was for both varsity and JV. So uh, I'm the head coach and also the office coordinator. Um, but our line was coached by actually my brother, uh, Tim Castaneda, uh, who's a school psychologist and coached over at Glendale College and, and coached for a short time at St. Margaret's Harry Welch and coached around just around the, uh, the area for a long time. And so I brought him with us to run our offensive line, and um, it's great to have him there. And then also um, our lines uh, also uh, co-ran by Coach Dave Perez, um, a guy who's coached for about 25-plus years. Um, around the valley as well, and then uh, I was really excited about our defense coordinator, um, younger coach, played just finished playing NAIA Kansas Wesleyan, Jasper Chavez. Um, he's the guy who uh, actually played at Rosemary, where I was coaching previously. Came back um, from coaching or playing, excuse me, and wanted to get in coaching. So last year I had him coaching linebackers. This year he was our DC and did a tremendous job. Got some big stops for us um, when we needed to put the defense in good position to make plays and got us away to the final. So as a young coach, did a great job, and then uh, another young coach, Lewis Luna was our defensive backs and uh, our receivers coach. And so that was our five coaches. I mean, it was really all that ran the season and ran the JV team as well. So, um, you know, we did both. We did uh, Thursdays and Fridays. So (laughs) it was really fun. And, again, we're a younger staff, so a lot of high energy and a lot of moving pieces. And uh, the kids really enjoyed, at least from our perspective, the kids and the parents really enjoyed what we did. And so um, that's it. Really not a whole lot of big staff. And then, of course, our auxiliary staff, our our staff trainer, our uh, athletic trainers, you know, our equipment managers all done a great job to help us out as well. 
the beauty of high school football. You come across stories like this, uh, and, and we can hear the enthusiasm in your voice. I have no doubt you were able to to make it through those Thursdays and Fridays. Matt Castaneda, the Rams Coach of the Year, Diamond Bar High School is where he hails from, turning him around, getting into the uh, Southern Section Division Nine Finals, a runner-up finish. I have no doubt there's going to be some good stuff coming down the road for you as as well. Let's let's wrap up with you know the the reason you're here talking to me today. And the the first question is, what the heck does it feel like to be uh, the Rams Coach of the Year? I think it was Christmas, right, that they celebrated all the the honorees this year. But how the heck did that feel? That's a good Christmas gift. Yeah, you know, we were a little shocked. Um, my wife and I had just come back from uh, Disney Alani over in Hawaii, and uh, we usually spend our Christmas there. And so we rushed back on the 24th Christmas Eve to go make Christmas Day. But uh, we knew a few a few weeks ago that, hey, they're going to celebrate the, the three winners on Christmas Day and we'll announce the winner on, on TV live. And so just to get there was awesome. Just to be a finalist was great. And that whole experience. And the Rams have done such a great job with their high school engagement. Um, Coach uh, Julia Waldu did a great job and just a wonderful individual that's been a, 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 a big piece of bringing the relevancy now the Rams are back in Los Angeles to bring the high school coaches in there and I went and spent time over the summer um, at their um, high school coaches um, uh, kind of VIP experience to watch the the camps their uh, summer training and so just the whole experience to go through that process with coach Julio Ledud and to get us through there um, it was it was once in a lifetime for sure because Nickelodeon hosted it and so um, you know, being a younger person, my wife and I grew up watching Nickelodeon. And so um, she was something she was like, what, you get Nickelodeon's hosting? They're going to slime you. So uh, we went over there and got to the stadium. And my daughter's only three and she had a blast. And they really treated us like royalty and got a chance to be on the field. We got slimed on live TV. And then um, just to win the award was just absolutely amazing. Um, shock for sure, you know, and, and that would be two great coaches I was there with, with Coach uh, Narcisco Diaz from um, – uh, gosh, where is it? Franklin High School, and then coach from Oak Hills High School as well. And so just two great coaches that are so awesome. Um, so I was blessed to win that, just be there with them. And then we shared time and fellowship just about with just a coaching brotherhood, talking about football. And we were put up in a suite up top to watch the rest of the game. And so um, it was a blessed day for my family, blessed day for me in, in my coaching experience to have that award. Um, a little surreal still, you know, I haven't really thought about it too much. The game of this giant banner, I'm on TV and everybody's <laughs> calling me and texting me and i'm just kind of like yeah i know i um i wish i would have won that game the championship game <laughs> so my mind was still back on the title game you know i was like you guys you know i'm still back there and and you know uh week 14 but um it's such a blessing it's a whirlwind of events too to get there and so uh, i've been blessed i'm thankful by nickelodeon and thankful by the rams organization um to put that event on and just thankful to be there yeah, you can hear the enthusiasm. I also want to get uh, Coach Metzger's name in there from Oak Hills to make sure we get them both. That's Coach Diaz and Metzger were the, the, the runner-ups there to you. Um, hey, what yeah. the what 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 the bloodline think? The the come on, you know the bloodline, the, that coaching bloodline. What did they say to you when they saw you get slimed and 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 win the award? Oh no, I, <laughs> I'm throwing you off. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he didn't even know what channel to turn on to watch it. He was trying to figure out how to watch. I sent him photos. Uh, but they were happy. They were real happy. But they, again, they were just like, Hey man, as long as you're, as long as you're, you know, um, staying focused and, you know, you don't get stuck in last year, keep moving forward and 
Don't let any awards go to your head. That old thing, you know, old school, <laughs> old school mentality. Football. Hey, you won an award, great job. Get the next season. You know, <laughs> last season's over. I love so. it. Matt Castaneda on the line, Diamond Bar High School Rams coach of the year. Uh, you get a thirty-five hundred dollar equipment grant from the Rams. So combine this question here. Uh, you know what you're going to do with that money, and then what does it mean to you that? the NFL, all of the teams, but in this case specifically the Rams, reached down into the roots of the game? Well, you know, with, with the money I plan to put it towards, um, gosh, I forget the name of the company, but there is a, uh, a mobile um, bag that kind of runs on a remote control. I've seen it, yeah. Um, so yeah, tackling dummy. Um, that's kind of a high price item I've kind of had my eye on for the past few years. Just something to kind of add to our, our repertoire to maybe limit uh, the tackling concussions in practice and, you know, just keep guys durable. I think it's a really, really good tool. And so I definitely want to look into purchasing that. It'd be kind of a high priority item there, but you know, for the Rams to, to put just this um, program together and to have this coach of the year award available to high school coaches. I mean, it really just, um, like you said, grassroots, you know, high school football, youth football. I mean, it's where football begins and ends. It really runs through there. And so you have so many wonderful coaches and, and great players that may not ever see an NFL game, may not ever get a chance to even go to the NFL or even play, college at any level you know call it um whether it be juco division one two or three naia it's such a small majority a percentage of people that i get a chance to play at the next level and so um, being able to reach down and touch base and make connection with the highest coaches is just invaluable you know so, so invaluable and it just really it brings that level of connection from the high school back to the nfl and it really kind of bridges the gap you know that uh you know it, it just really um allows for communication um, networking it allows for experience building and just really bringing everybody together around the game of football because that's what it is. You know, the game of football is a wonderful game as long as you can share it. You know what I mean? And so being able to share it with the coaches I was able to and being able to share it with this community of Diamond Bar and then now with the Rams and this connection we've made here is just, I think, invaluable. And so uh, in that sense, the NFL, you know, has done a wonderful job and, you know, being able to see all the coaches from around the country win these uh, Coach of the Year awards for their specific organizations and their cities has also been really neat to see and then know that I'm part of that organization as well has just been really, really neat to see. Yeah. Coach, it's been neat to, to talk with you. I can understand why you've been able to accomplish what you accomplished this patch, past year. The uh, the enthusiasm in your voice is infectious, so I'm, I'm sure when you have the whistle around your neck, it's, it's, it's just as good. And uh, congratulations on the award. That's the NFL Play Football Podcast. Coaches, don't forget to check out playfootball.nfl.com for some great resources to help you improve in the coaching profession. I'm Jeff Fisher of High School Football America, and you've been listening to the NFL Play Football Podcast.